Welcome in to the Athletic Live Room, the WGC Delt Mass Play Championship Preview. Uh, thanks for coming back. If you've been here before with Andrew DeWitt and I, I'm John Hayes, uh, here from The Athletic. Uh, the executive producer on our audio team writes some golf as well. We're getting uh, pumped for the Masters in just more than, than two weeks here. Uh, we'll have a ton of coverage um, of the Masters. But first, we have to discuss one of the most unique events on the PGA Tour calendar this match play event is fun i love it and andrew are you, are you pumped for it as much as i am yeah it's just a nice break from the weekly stroke play um events like sometimes i feel like you can just tune in for the last you know nine holes on sunday and still get a feel for what the event was and you know you can still get the competitors going so i mean i think it's exciting because you get to see some unique matchups um has a little bit of the Ryder cup feel to it president's cup coming up this year um, I'm just excited, and, and there is some like strategic like strategy with some of these players, and there's some beef that gets going sometimes too, which is fun when you're not giving gimmies a little bit of strategy there. So I think it's it's an entertaining watch for sure during the week. Match play can get testy, it, it can be awkward, and it, it can be enthralling golf. And and w- with a golf course like Austin Country Club that is set up for risk reward. Uh, you can certainly have fireworks on the back nine. So here's what we're going to do today. Uh, we're going to talk about the tournament setup, uh, what will unfold over the next three, four days at Austin Country Club. And we're going to go group by group. There's 16 groups of four golfers. Uh, those groups will play a round robin format on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to decide who makes the sweet 16, if you will, this weekend. We're going to go group by group. We're going to use Uh, odds from our partners at BetMGM, and there's some really juicy odds. Uh, Just because how unpredictable this match play setup is, uh, you can dive into some of these groups uh, and pick a winner and potentially get odds as good as as three to one. Andrew, you're the, the sports betting expert here at The Athletic. How did the odds this week stack up compared to a normal PGA Tour event? I think the group odds are really interesting just because there's really good value. And every year we see uh, number four seeds out of these groups come through and win. Like I'm seeing uh, Matt Wolf at, at 450 to plus 450 to win his group. He's with DJ and Max Homa, uh, Mackenzie Hughes too. So it's pretty stacked group, but it's interesting because it's only, you know, super small sample size of only, um, you know, three matches. A tie is half a point. So if you get a tie, it's really not great for your standings. You're almost better off you know, definitely better off winning that, um, taking the risk to, to win it. And then they have the playoffs. So if, if for some reason the forward and the group are tied, they go to a one-hole playoff and just to advance. So it's, it's a little bit random. And I think that's where the randomness comes in. And that's where you can kind of take advantage of the odds because obviously these are set up towards the, the golfers who are better. Like just starting in group one, like John Rahm is plus 140. Patrick Reed is plus 330. Um, Cameron Young is plus 350 and Sebastian Munoz is plus 350. Cameron Young and Munoz have been playing great golf this year. Um, and John Rahm is awesome. Like, obviously, probably the best golfer in the world right now. Um, and Patrick Reed's been struggling with this, you know, changing his club. So, like, to me, like, just looking at group one, like, Cameron Young at plus 350 is, like, good value there because I think he can, you know, even if he can't beat John Rahm outright, he could possibly tie and advance out of the group. And then once you get out of the group, it's, you know, it's just a 16-man uh, bracket to win the tournament. So I think 
like when I look at handicapping this, like I think the group bets are like kind of the most fun thing to bet on because you get your results immediately. Um, but also you get the, a true head to head. Like it's sometimes, you know, in the PGA tour when we're doing like head to head bets and stuff like that, even a round by round three ball or, you know, tournament long, like there's so many other factors that go into those like tee times, um, you know, when the weather comes in, if it's a really bad weather week, you know, stuff like that. Whereas this week we, we know exactly who's going head to head when, and it has a more traditional feel to it, especially from the betting side, which makes this one of the most fun tournaments to bet. Well, Andrew has got us kicked off, and we're, we're in Group 1 now. Before we run through uh, the gamut here, uh, just remember, we love to get you involved. Uh, if you want to join the stage, just request to join us, and we'll bring you on the show. Uh, there's a chat function as well if you want to drop some thoughts in about who you like in, in which groups. Uh, throughout our conversation, please do that. Um, so as we sit here now, there's nobody in mind uh, to hop on the show. So if you want to join us, please go ahead and hit that button. We'll get you on here soon. So you mentioned Cameron Young in, in group one at plus 350. Uh, I like John Rahm at plus 140 in this group. And it's it's just, hey, let's not overthink it here. He's 10, 5, and 3 uh, since 2016 at Austin Country Club in, in this event. And a really cool number that I, that I pulled from uh, PGA tour.com that John Rahm has won 32% of holes played um, in this tournament. So you can count on him to win holes. And that's what this is all about. If you combine that with his ability to make clutch putts when they matter, that's why Rahm for me is a play here. And, and I'm happy to get plus 140 here, right? I just think like typically if you're looking at these competitors, I think he can beat Munoz easily. I think Patrick Reed right now, he's, he's, he's putting well. That's what his best strength is. So he could drain some in uh, from deep in this format and really hurt you. But John Rahm's a great competitor. I think John Rahm can beat Patrick Reed. And, and you know what, Cameron Young, if, if for some reason, Andrew, if, if Rahm ties or loses to, to Young, um, I wouldn't see Young uh, going 3-0 in this group, so I think Ron would still have a chance to get through. Yeah, that's fair. I think – and Cameron Young doesn't have a great match play record, so that's another thing is, like, John – Ron has a great match play record. Patrick Reed has a great match play record, as we know. Um, so, I, yeah, I think it's just an interesting group, but I, I do like Cameron Young's odds. Um, the model I'm kind of looking at Spencer Aguilar's model, the DFS ranking wizard. He uses a great spreadsheet if you haven't checked it out. He has he has Young ranked as the 16th best golfer in this tournament. So wow. that's kind of why I was thinking there's value on the plus 350 number just to win the group. And but I mean, betting against John Rahm is hard every week. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I've I've got Rahm circle, but Cameron Young is a really good option there too. And you're getting good odds at, at plus 350 for that reason. Reason. Let's go to group number two where. Colin Morikawa is the top-ranked player in Group 2. Uh, he is playing against Sergio Garcia, who is at plus 260. Jason Kokrak, who's at plus 333. And Bobby Mack, Robert McIntyre, plus 400. He advanced from the group stage last year. Uh, Bobby McIntyre, he's the underdog in this group. And Colin Morikawa, the favorite, I should have mentioned, was plus 165. How do you see this one? Uh, if I had to pick outright, I think I would go Sergio and then Colin. Um, I love Robert McIntyre, great lefty, up-and-coming golfer, plays still a lot on the the European Tour, DP World Tour. Um, Kokrak, his game has just been all over the place, and he's someone I would like look to fade in individual matchups, especially on Wednesday in the first match. Um, so I would I would think I would go with Sergio at plus two sixty. Great 
I just love his his match play record and his history there. He seems to get excited for this event every year, so I'm going to go with Sergio in that one. And he's got good vibes too. Remember that walk off hole in one last year? Right. That that rarely happens in golf. A walk off hole in one. He pulled that off last year. I believe it was against Lee Westwood in extra holes um, to advance in the knockout round. Um, so he's coming off of, of of a great year last year at Austin Country Club. And by the way, it's a home game for for Sergio Garcia. He's a local guy. He lives in Austin. And for me, he's got a great record in this event since uh, 16, just like his uh, fellow Spaniard, uh, John Rahm, uh, 12, 7, and 1 in this event. And to be honest with you, I, I, I have no problem saying that the wrong player is favorite to come out of this group. I don't think Colin Morikawa um, should be the favorite. I think Sergio Garcia should be. So plus 260, I think we agree, looks pretty good. But if you want to take that flyer on Bobby Mack, listen, it's tough. It's tough to get out of this group. It's four really, really good players. And you're going to, you're going to see that as we go along today. Uh, You're going to see some guys like Colin Morikawa who get put into this group and you go, wow, that's, that's really difficult. Um, I've labeled group number five, the group of death where Scotty Scheffler is up against three, um, three Brits. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so the draw is really important here. And I think Colin Morikawa maybe would have been on the, the bad end of the draw. I just want to um, get to David S., who is hitting us up in the chat. Um, <clears throat> I mentioned Scotty Scheffler, so I might as well just answer this one. How do you take Scheffler's run last year as evidence that debutants can indeed win the event? Burns, HV3, Sepp Straka, three guys who are playing really good golf, by the way. Um, any of them worth a bet to win outright? I think that's a good time, Andrew, to say. At the end of this, we're going to all pick outright plays. And I, I don't hate the idea of Sam Burns, um, although I believe he – did Sam Burns withdraw from this? Yep. He did, yes. So uh, we can talk about HV3 and we can talk about Sepp Straka, two guys who are in the field uh, because – uh, I think five of the top 64 players in the world dropped out or withdrew. Um, so they managed to get in the field. So we'll, we'll, at the end of the show, we'll give our outright picks for fun. But, Andrew, what do we say before the show? It's tough in this event to pick outright. That's why we're doing yeah, it this way. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of variance in this event. It's just small sample sizes. You got these guys coming. And I think, honestly, I don't think this is an event like the Masters where a player isn't going to win the first time they play. I think they can easily win this event the first time they play especially if they get hot because it's a confidence thing. And I think last year I remember betting on this event, um, talking to Dennis Esser, our golf writer, you know, about this event. And we were like, there's certain guys that you can tell are checked out on Friday. And there's certain guys who are like in this event and they're ready to go. Um, so I think, you know, when you're looking at like later in the week, you can use those like advantages of like momentum and, you know, who is, really going up against, you know, someone who's kind of like faded and they're 0-2 and they're like, okay, I'm ready to get out of here. I'm going to go enjoy my weekend versus someone who's like engaged and trying to win the tournament still. So, and there's, this is a guaranteed paycheck. Everyone gets a, a check no matter what. So, um, and you get a bigger check if you win your, your group, um, obviously, and you get your bigger checks as you win each round. But the big paycheck is getting out of the group. And then it's kind of like from there, you know, there's not as much money. There is money obviously continues to grow, but it is important to know like, Winning the group is a, how you get the bigger paycheck for the week, essentially. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a goal. And then once you get to the weekend, you've got new goals in mind. Matthew D., he asked us about Brian Harmon. Matthew, I'll get to that question in, in just a minute. But first, let's move on to uh, group number three, where the favorite Victor Hovland comes in at plus 
165. Will Zalatoris at plus 250. Sepp Straka, who we just spoke about a little bit, plus 350. Uh, a winner a few weeks ago on tour. And Cameron Tringali comes in at plus 400. What's your initial read here, Andrew? Uh, I think I like Hovland to win this group. He's just been playing great golf. Um, he doesn't spray the ball too much. You know, he's not going to give away too many holes. He's just consistent. Um, you know, obviously the, the short game continues to be like a little bit of a red red flag for his game overall. But I, I think I think I see Hovland advancing out of this group. He seems like he's in a role. He's in a groove. And he's, he's ready to play some really good golf going into Augusta. I've got him circled as well. And I just wanted to comment briefly about your – your comment in regards to the short game. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago um, after his struggles in the Florida swing, especially coming out of the bunkers in match play, you know, the short game actually might be more important than stroke play. Uh, so I, I will pump the brakes just a little bit thinking that Victor Hovland is like guaranteed to get out of this group, but uh, Will Zalatoris, I don't love his putter, you know, e- even though the numbers aren't terrible, uh, he, he's a little yippy with that putter. And uh, that concerns me a little bit. Uh, but Sepp Straka, I, I think if you're looking for somebody in this group to, to maybe advance to the weekend and get a good number, um, Sepp's the guy. He's hot. He's playing good golf. And if Victor Hovland's short game lets him down. But I'm, I'm hoping that, and the reason why I'm pick, picking Victor Hovland here, I'm hoping that he won't have to play any short game shots because he's ball striking with his irons right now impeccably well. Uh, I, I think he's going to get a lot of GIRs, and if he hits greens and regulations, we wouldn't, won't have to worry about the short game as much. If he makes some birdies on the front nine, um, he could make easy work uh, of this group. Let's now get into uh, group number four. Uh, Patrick Cantlay here at plus 180, Sunjay M at plus 260, Keith Mitchell uh, at plus 333, and Seamus Power, the Irishman, coming in as the underdog here at plus 350. I'm excited. We've talked about Seamus a lot on the show uh, recently. What do you do? Do you think he could make a run out of that that last highest odds position in this group four? Yeah, I mean this is a stack group. So just looking at the model, like Cantlay is 11th in the group, 11th in the tournament. Uh, Sanjay's at 12. Samus, Seamus is at 23 and Keith Mitchell's at 40. Like that's one of the toughest groups um, in this tournament. Cause there's three really highly ranked guys. Like Seamus can definitely, I think there's good betting value in there just cause you're getting more than three to one on your, your money. Um, but I like Sanjay, I think to win this group. Um, I, he's just uh, he's just has mo- one of the be- best swings on tour, best ball striking. If he puts it all together, he's gonna he's super consistent. Um, he's not his rounds typically aren't super up and down. He's a lot more consistent. So I, I like Sanjay to win the group here. It's tough to go against Cantley. It's it's tough to go against Sanjay. I think um, you're right about that. And Keith Mitchell, by the way, I, I really like Keith Mitchell's game, and, and he's been playing well. You you hit the nail on the head. I. I also made a note that I think this is a really tough group. Not not as tough as group number five, which is coming up next. Um, but but this group is super tough. And the reason why I brought up Seamus Power in that plus 350 spot is because, um, you know, if we're going to, you know, put a unit um, on every single group, I'm going to go after some some long odds here because the, the history of this tournament suggests that it's not just – the favorite coming out of every single group. If you went and picked a favorite in every single group, I think you're going to end up losing some cash. Um, And and some of these big plus money group winners are going to hit. And I think Seamus Power 
can come out of this group. If he if he gets a win on Wednesday and he's starting to feel good about himself, he could go on a deep run in this tournament. I'm just concerned about no course history here, right? He hasn't played in the event before. It's his first time. That's a little nerve-wracking for me. But being that it is a golf course that's gettable, somebody that can make birdies, I like Seamus Power at, at plus 350 here. And he's due. I mean, I, I hate to think that his window of opportunity, Andrew, has closed because he played such great golf. Maybe he can get that second wind and go on a run here for the next three months on tour as we get into the springtime midseason where a lot of big tournaments are happening. Um, group five, the group of death here. Uh, this is awesome. It's like the lone American versus the English Ryder Cup team. <laughs> it's, ins- it's insane. It's Scotty Scheffler. Right, the the American who played unbelievably well at the Ryder Cup, he is matched up against Matt Fitzpatrick at plus two thirty, who's playing great golf. Tommy Fleetwood at plus three hundred, who's playing great golf. Uh, last two weeks on tour specifically, and of course Ian Poulter, who is the the underdog in this group, has the highest odds at plus four fifty, which is crazy considering his course history here. Ian Poulter coming in at plus 450. I think that's the highest number we've seen in any group so far. Uh, do you want to bet against Ian Poulter in group match play? Because I don't want to. I, he's awesome. And he, even last year, going into the Ryder Cup, he wasn't playing his best golf. I mean, he had a really good year last year. And he had a great tournament here last year. I think he finished in the final four. Off the top of my head, I could be completely wrong about that. But, like, I think, you know, I, I just like the, the, the Scotty Scheffler versus Europe. Uh, vibes of this group. Um, I, it's probably the best group, I think, of all 16. That Just like looking through them this morning, kind of giving them a, a one over, I think. Agreed. Patrick always plays well here. It's not a super long course, so it, it he doesn't get automatically like checked off. because he. But he has added some distance to his driving lately. I think I just want to bet Poulter, but it's just completely probably biased in his match play game. But he's proven us wrong before. I think last year he was the underdog in this group and he won the group so he was I and I picked him last year in my column heading into this week I said I'm not picking against Ian Poulter in this in this event and he came through so I don't want to renege on that but I have I had a fun number from you for you excuse me again from PGATour.com about Ian Poulter and how important a quick start is for him in these matches he's a perfect 9-0-0 in his career at Austin Country Club when holding the lead at the turn in a match, right? That tells you all you need to know about how he understands the format put in front of him this week. When you get that lead, you don't give an inch, you make pars, you play smart golf, and you hold on to the lead. So if Poulter can get off to a one-up or a two-up lead on the front nine in two of the three of these matches, I think he's got a real shot to go through. So Scotty, Captain America, we love you. You're going up against the whole British Calvary uh, this week at Austin Country Club. Unfortunately, I, I think he may fall, even though he's playing some of the best golf in the world. And, and taking a plus 450 flyer on Ian, Ian Poulter, uh, again, I think that's a really fun thing uh, to do. Moving on, group six. Another, another really good group here as well. Justin Thomas comes in at plus 140. Kevin Kisner, plus 333. Mark Leishman, plus 333. And Luke List at plus 375. Another great match play play player in the group here. Kevin Kisner, Andrew. 
Yeah, I think I think this is JT's group though. I don't see him like stumbling on this group. I, I think I just the only the putter's been iffy lately, but he seemed to turn that around on at Valspar. Yeah, I mean I think I think I think JT's the pick here. Kisner obviously is a great match play player. Um has probably one of the best records in match play coming into this event, especially at Austin Country Club. Seems like he's always in contention here. Um, I just think JT's game is in a really good spot right now. Um, so I'm just kind of like, I'm just leaning towards him to win. He has some of the shortest odds. To, I think he is the, has the shortest odds to win um, the group at plus 140. Like that's the best odds for any golfer out of the 16 groups. So that's kind of interesting. I think Rom is at plus 142. So um, like there could be some bias there just to the household names, the favorites. Um, but I, I do like, I think JT will win this group. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I, I had made a note, a number, another note before wanting to discuss this group about Kisner winning 16 of his last 23 matches here. Right. So there's that. Right? The, the guy is a match play bulldog. And like Ian Poulter, he knows how to win in um, certain scenarios. And you know what's interesting? Kevin Kisner, the same number, 9-0-0 when leading at the turn um, here. So if you are going to back Kisner this week, get locked in for those first six holes because they're super important. By the way, the first hole at Austin Country Club is a birdie hole. You just got to hit the ball straight, get it up onto the green, and, and sink a putt. That, that's going to happen. So there's a birdie opportunity to start. So that first hole is going to be huge. So I, I respect the JT pick here, but I'm going to take Kisner. Which makes me now realize, Andrew, that I've got plus 33, plus 450, plus 350, plus 260. Um, that's fun. That's why I wanted to do this today. I, I, there's, some, there's some really fun odds, and I feel good about a lot of those picks. Uh, but this, this, is a, this is a great group. Hey, by the way, what do you think about JT at the Masters? He's locked in. I think this might be the time, the year that he, he – He's really like in the top of the contention there. And I think going into Sunday, I think he'll be in the, the top three groups. And then obviously Sunday at Augusta, something always happens. It's always a, it's always a show. There's always drama on the back nine, aiming corners. So I, I, I think he's to be in contention. I think we'll see JT in the final three or four groups uh, on Sunday at Augusta. You know, if, if you do anything this week when it comes to the golf tournament, just get yourself absolutely hyped for what is to come in, in the next three weeks here. It's, it's, it's that time I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina and well, springtime is here. Uh, the flowers are blooming. The trees are, are, are coming out and the weather has been phenomenal in this part of the country in the last couple months. So I can only imagine that Augusta national looks amazing right now. Um, and, and can't wait to see what it looks like um, in, in just a few weeks. Uh, let's move on to group number seven. Xander Shoffley at plus 150. By the way, you're seeing a lot of Americans as favorites in these groups. Uh, and that goes to show how the world golf rankings right now are just littered with young American golfers. Plus 150 for Xander. Plus 275, Tony Finau. Lucas Herbert, plus 350. And Takumi Kan- Kanaya. Is, did I get that right, Andrew? Plus 400 uh, in this group. First time that he's playing here. Uh, do, you, do you like Xander? coming out of this group? Because there's some juicy numbers, uh, even when you get to Tony Fino at plus 275 in the second place. Yeah, I just – I think Sanders the class of this group, and uh, he's he's rated number one for the entire tournament. And the model I'm looking at, 
you know, Finau, Herbert, and Kanaya are all in the like the bottom forty, or they're worked ranked forty at their worst. Finau's not had played great. Uh, he's usually like the California kid. He loves playing on the West Coast. Didn't have a great year. Um, I just yeah, I just think Xander's gonna win that group. Um, it's probably a stay away. Like I probably wouldn't bet that group just because. If he, lose, if he drops one match, it kind of gets interesting. As we said, small sample size, but I think Xander's the best golfer in the group. Is it the best draw for a top player? It might actually be. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely up there. And then if, if we get to group 10, but that would be the group that they play in the next round of match play. It's it's Ustazen, Corey Connors, Paul Casey, Alex Noren, all pretty good golf right now um in the, as, a, as a foursome so i think if xander can get by that group of like the 10 group in his quarterfinal in the round of 16 yeah, i mean i think he could have a nice little path to the championship here uh, i'm going chalky uh give me xander uh, if, if we're going to identify it as the best draw for a top player and you're going to say that you know the model that you're using projects him as the, the number one player in the field this week then I feel pretty comfortable in saying that um, Xander getting out of the group feels like a, a high possibility, and our, our partners at BetMGM would uh, clearly feel the same same way. Um, group number eight, we're almost halfway through uh, on this Tuesday morning. Remember, it's a Wednesday start this week. If, if you're just coming into the room, uh, this show will be published in the Best on the Board RSS feed. You can listen to it in its entirety there. Um, if you want to come on stage and ask us a question, there's nobody in line. Hop on and we'll get you on ASAP. And Jared V, I appreciate the question about the Belgian bomber. Uh, thanks. I think I called him that a few weeks ago on the show. So um, that's who he is, Thomas Peters. I think we're going to talk about him in a little bit. So let's get into to group number eight, DJ, Dustin Johnson. He's almost a two to one favorite in this group, plus 190. I wonder what that says about DJ's game or the group itself. Max Homa, plus 225, Mackenzie Hughes, plus 300, and Matthew Wolf, plus 450. Man, Matthew Wolf. Can, I, can we, do you mind if we start with Matthew Wolf in this group? Uh, like, is this actually a good format for him, considering, like, if he makes an eight or a nine, he can just go to the next hole and lose one? I just He's so inconsistent, hole to hole right now. I don't like him in stroke play. But is he a potential sleeper because of the format? I don't think he's a sleeper in anything right now, just because his game's in such a poor place. And <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for him. Like, I, I mean, I think it's been well publicized. He's had some mental struggles lately. Um, he kind of came out after the Masters last year and said he was struggling with tour life, being out on his own, COVID isolation, all those things. Like, I feel bad for the kid. I think he's going to put it together eventually. But I'm not. I'm definitely not betting on him until he puts something together. So. Uh, I think I like McKenzie Hughes in this group or Max Homa. Both have really good match play records. Um, Hughes has not been playing great lately, uh, but he's always, he's always played decently in match play. Uh, I mean, Homa's been playing well, you know, throughout the fall and in the, the spring. So, I think, I mean, and I would just fade DJ. Um, obviously, I'm kind of not picking a lot of favorites in these groups anyway. But, I mean, just looking at the odds, like the odds makers are obviously clearly saying DJ's game is not where it needs to be. Um, and they kind of – I think they see some value in Max. And, honestly, if DJ didn't have the, the name, I think Max might be the favorite in this group. And then Mackenzie Hughes, I think, great match play player, like I said, struggling 
on tour a little bit, but I think he can. He's gonna he's gonna show out this weekend and have a good weekend. So uh, it's, it's the Canadian versus the Americans in this group, uh, just like it was uh, the American versus the the Brits and Scotty Scheffler's group. And you mentioned Mac Hughes and uh, a guy who plays a lot of golf here in Charlotte that you know I know his game really well and. Um, I, I think because of what you said about DJ, uh, him being a fade, I agree. Our, our friends at BetMGM feel the same way. That plus 190, I think, speaks volumes when it comes to this group. Matthew Wolf, as much as I want to take a flyer at that plus 450 and say, hey, maybe match play is, is a way for him to get his mind right and bounce back after a bad hole, you can't you can't count on that, right? So, um it's Max Homer or Mackenzie Hughes for me. I'll just leave it at that. You know, I think you're getting a really good number uh, on both players. So if you wanted to take both players, Andrew, is that an option? Would you, would you ever advise uh, that taking two players out of a group to, to give yourself odds? You know, cause I, if you put a unit no. on both. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play the individual matchups more than that. So okay. you could have, Fade against I would use, I would take Max and, and Mac Hughes against Wolf and DJ in the head to head. Okay, and see where it goes. Okay. I, I I would have to do the math to be honest. I think <laughs> I think the hold percentages and the juice might get you. Okay, well that's it. You know that's that's why you're here, Andrew. We need your expertise in that regard um, when it comes to, to sports betting and the best way to put action on on this golf tournament and, and as as we roll on in this PGA Tour 2022 season rolls on, uh, we'll be looking at um, some tournaments down the road and, and continuing these discussions. Um, really appreciate all your questions in the chat. Um, we're halfway through uh, here on the show. Um, Chris K, he asked, any love for Sergio Garcia at a price? The man loves a bit of match player. Yes, Sergio Garcia is somebody that we picked out of to get out of group number two at a plus 260 number. Home game, good vibes, and... Uh, I think this is a place that that he can he can play really well. Um, Brian Z, what are your thoughts on Shane Lowry? Um, we'll get to that, uh, and we'll get to Thomas Peters. They're both in the the back end of the draw. Uh, Shane Lowry, it's going to be a while. He's in Group 16. So, rapid fire. Let's keep rolling on. Group number nine. Guess who hasn't withdrawn? <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau is at this moment prepared to tee it up. And he comes into this group as the favorite at plus 200, which is the first time I think we've seen on the board a favor, a group favorite at plus 200. Taylor Gooch in this group as well, plus 210. Lee Westwood, plus 350. Man, I, just think about how great Lee Westwood was playing at this point last season and kind of where he is at now. Just goes to show you. Golf is, is a very fickle, fickle beast. And Lee's game isn't exactly where it was, but... You know, I, I'm not even considering him in this group. But last year, I would have said, give me Lee. Um, Richard Bland rounds out the group. Dick Bland. If you don't know who Richard Bland is, please, I implore you to go on the athletic website and find a story written by Brendan Quinn last year. Um, I believe it was the U.S. Open where, where Richard Bland went on a run. And we learned a lot about the guy. He's one of, I, I think, the best stories on tour right now. This is his first time at the event. So betting aside, I'm, I'm rooting for Dick Bland this week. I would love to see him get to the weekend and make some noise. But what are your thoughts on Bryson? First tournament back. Is he is he healthy enough to to get into the weekend and play three match play events? No? No, I'm going to fade. This is, this is probably the worst group 
this weekend. So when you're looking like betting, you know, who can win the entire tournament, like group eight is probably going to have a favorable, favorable draw, even if Bryson comes out. Like his health is definitely a huge question mark. He's withdrawn from a bunch of events. He, it's a wrist injury. Wrist injuries in golf do not go together. Um, not great. They can recover, but then if you have arthritis, you have some other issues going in, on in there, ligaments. He didn't have surgery, so we know there's something going on. You know, they're trying to take the rest method to take care of this. So I would I would take Richard Bland in the head-to-head against Bryson tomorrow. I think he's plus 150 to win that match tomorrow. Um, I think I, I'm going to stay away from betting this group, but if I had to make a pick, I would probably go Taylor Gooch um, to win the group. When we talk about Taylor Gooch, I am hot and cold on on Taylor Gooch. And if you talk to tour players, they'll tell you this is one of the best young talents out there. Um, he's, as CBS and NBC will just beat you over the head with, he's high up there in the FedEx Cup standings, which does show you that he's played well so far this year. And... I'm just not sold. Like, I need something more from Taylor Gooch. I, I, I've seen him make big numbers. And I know this is picky, but let's just let me be petty here for a second when it comes to Taylor Gooch, right? He wears the shades on the course, which I've got no problem with. But I've seen Taylor Gooch go on a bad run of golf, a bad three-hole stretch, put those shades on, and act like he's not there anymore. And I think in match play – you have to have like a killer instinct. If he gets down two or three holes early, is he going to shrink, go behind those shades and try to get out of there? Or is he going to turn up the heat and press for birdies? I'm just, I'm just not sure. So I agree. I think like, screw it. Give me Richard Bland at plus 375. You know, if he, if he beats Bryson tomorrow, like you said, is a possibility. Winning that first matchup is key to advancing to the weekend. So uh, let's have some fun. Richard Bland, uh, good story, uh, good guy. Maybe he, he brings some golf with him. I know he's – I saw him arrive, by the way, in Texas. I think it was like a week ago. He's He's been there for a while. Um, so he's taking this event seriously, and, and I'm, I'm happy that he is. Let's roll on to group number 10. Um, this group here, Louis Oosthuizen, the South African, Paul Casey, the Englishman, both at plus 250. Uh, we said it was plus 200. You're starting to see some of these favorites creep up over two to one odds here, courtesy of our partners at BetMGM. Uh, Corey Kiners comes in at plus 275 and Alex Noren plus 300. Tough group. Um, I mean, Louis has been playing decent. I mean, all four golfers have good form coming into this group. Paul Casey's always tough in group match play. Alex Norton has good match play. I would say Corey Connors has the worst history here in match play, so I would kind of knock him out of that group immediately just because it's so it's it's so even across the board. I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you there. I'm just eliminating, like, eliminating Connors on the match play just based on that. I would I would either go – I think I would go Alex Norton just to kind of come out of nowhere and win this group. I mean – Favorite in the group. I mean, the odds are pretty much all even. Um, he had a good week last week. He's put. He's he's gonna put it together, and eventually he's gonna win a big event. So, you're you're onto something here. You're onto something here. And let me read you some numbers, okay? Since 2016, at the WGC Dell Match Play at Austin Country Club, Alex Norin, 10 and four. Right? Uh, you go to the Ryder Cup. He wins a singles match there. Um, 
and in other events as well, uh, where match play was put into place, he is seven and two for a total of 19 and eight in match play. Uh, and that, that goes back to, to the WGC before it was held at Austin Country Club as well, where he was one and two. But my point is, is that his winning percentage is the highest of anybody in this field. Um, in the WGC, pre- the uh, Ryder Cup, obviously he's not going to play in the President's Cup, other events in total. So seeing him at a 70% clip in an even group, and by the way, Alex Lauren's been playing really good golf lately as well. Um, I'm with you. Alex Doran at, at plus 300 to come out of group number 10. And it's a, it's a tough group. It's a, it's a very tough international group. It's fun. And, and that's why um, you, you really do love this format because it typically does. These WGC events, they'll get a huge international field. And when, when you get a international field like this, you get a group with a Swedish player, a Canadian player, an English player, and a South African player. That's fun. That's, that's why I love this sport so much. You're talking about the best guys from all over the globe. Group 11, let's continue to move forward here. Jordan Spieth, uh, American favorite here at plus 225. Adam Scott, plus 260. Keegan Bradley, plus 275. And Justin Rose, plus 320. I haven't seen much of Justin Rose this season. I don't think he's, I don't think he's played a lot. You know, he kind of skipped the Florida tour a little, or the Florida tour. I mean, the, the Florida swing of the tour this week, or the last couple of weeks. I think I like Keegan Bradley. He's been playing really good golf. He's He has good match play experience. Um, I mean, this is, you know, by the model, you know, no player in this group is in the top 30 of the rankings for this week. Uh, using strokes gain, match play experience, all that stuff. So, I mean, I think Keegan just kind of kind of going off his recent form is a good Good bet to kind of uh, to win this group here. Uh, I'll let you talk about Jordan because I don't want to steal your thunder. Uh, Rose and Adam. I mean Adam Scott is in America or the world. So, but I, I I do like Keegan here. I think he's been playing really well, and I think he's he seems like he's a momentum player. Like when they banned the anchor putting, he lost his momentum. And I think he's kind of refound his game. He's he's a great ball striker still. So I like I like Keegan at plus two seventy five to win this group. Uh, I, I appreciate you leaving the, the floor open for me to come in uh, on Jordan Spieth, who, who you know that, that, I, that I'm a big fan of. I just love the way he plays the game. Some people hate the way he plays the game, but, hey, um, I'm not one of those people. I don't mind that he takes his time. I, I love his relationship with his caddy, Michael Greller. Um, and uh, my note is simply this. Good number, good putter, decent group. Uh, I think he can get through to the weekend. He, he did last year. Um, he's a Texas boy, obviously, um, somebody that went to UT Austin, very familiar with this golf course. I think that helps a lot. Um, so he's my pick at plus 225 to come out of this group. And just to follow up on Justin Rose, um, cut at the players, cut at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Um, you know, he's, he's somebody that just hasn't had a, a great season so far and hasn't played a, a ton of golf, which is, I think maybe he's starting now to kind of ramp up for his typical opening round 68 at Augusta to put himself into to contention. So I think Jay Rose might be using this week to, to start to get his game in, in great shape after those missed cuts. I'm not sure he's a threat to come out of that group, but you never know. He's a classy player. He could turn it on. Um, so let's go to, to group number 12, uh, defending champion. Billy Horschel here, who withdrew 
from the players championship. He was dealing with an illness. I'm not, I think that's been cleared up by now. He's, he's the favorite at plus 175. Tom Hoagie, the Hoagie man is a Philly guy. If your last name's Hoagie, I'm in plus 240 uh, for Tom Hoagie, Thomas Peters, the Belgian bomber. There he is, Jared. He finally pops up on the board. Thomas Peters at plus 300 and Minwoo Lee at plus 450. Um, hey, listen, I'll be honest with you. I don't know much about Min, Lu, Min Woo Lee's game. Um, he, he's, he's not somebody that I, I would back here. I think he's one of those international players into the field at a WGC event who isn't going to, to compete. Um, so I've, I've got Tom Hoagie circled. You know, I, I tipped it off. I'm a Philly guy. I love Tom Hoagie. Um, but seriously, the guy's been playing great golf. Uh, what he did to Jordan Spieth at Pebble Beach, I won't forget that for the rest of my life, unfortunately. Um, he's playing hot golf. He's a winner on tour and this could be a really good group for him. And he doesn't have much competition. Yeah. Billy Horschel is good. He's a solid match play player. He's Billy's probably on like a six month hot streak of good golf. So to me, he's, he's the only competitor for Hoagie in this group. Yeah. Uh, the ranking, the model I'm using has Min Woo Lee as the worst player and Thomas Peters is the 61st ranked player That's in the true. world or in this group. So yeah, I think it, it does come down to Horschel and Hoagie. Um, I'm going to lean towards Billy. I think he's, he loves the match play. He's super competitive. If you ever followed Billy Horschel for an entire round of golf, man has fire coming out of his ears almost every hole. I've never, like he's super entertaining and he, he's a little snippy at the crowd sometimes. And he just, he interacts with the crowd no matter what. It seems like he's always talking to people. He's always kind of like, he's, I mean, he's a fiery guy. And I think that's why he loves match play because he can't, yeah, just like meditate through the round. Like you have to be focused on what's going on. You have to be engaged. It's super hyper competitive. So I, I like Billy Horschel to win. Um, yeah, I, I would just kind of knock off the other two in this group. I wouldn't give them a chance to win the group. So that means they probably will win the group because that's how sports betting works. But um, I, I think it is Billy and Tom have like the best. They're probably the top two that will win this group. So don't, don't a lot of people give Billy Horschel shit for slow play. I, I give everyone shit for slow play, but um, <laughs> yeah, he is he is not the quickest player on tour. That is for sure. And you know what that can do in match play, Andrew? It can wear you out of people. Down. Yeah, I mean it's it's annoying. I mean, and and within match play, there's obviously what you're seeing with golf shots, but there's a lot of mental competition as well that you might not see. And Billy Horschel is playing that game. And, and he's playing it well. So um, Tom Hoagie, who has no course history here, who doesn't have a lot of experience um, in match play throughout his professional career, um, if he's not ready for that from, from Billy Horschel, he, he might get beat. So uh, I, I like Hoagie, but you've, you've got me a little bit convinced to maybe sit this one out because Horschel will, will, will potentially uh, get through. Uh, let's move on. We, we've got um, a few more groups to go. This one, Daniel Berger, who leads off group 13 at plus 190. Tyrrell Hatton at plus 210. Uh, Christian Basenhut plus 350. And Siwoo Kim at plus 400. Uh, how do you feel about group 13 and the favorite Daniel Berger? I think this is one of the tougher groups, um, top to bottom. Like, I don't – I like, Bezenhut is, like, he doesn't play a lot on the PGA Tour. He's been playing more this year. I think he has a really good chance to win this group, but I think Hatton would be my play just on based on his recent form and his match play form. 
Like, I think he's a really good bet here. I was surprised that he wasn't the favorite over Berger. I think that could be a little bit of the bias, like, towards the Americans in this group. I mean, Berger's been front and center on how many golf broadcasts this year. Um, you know, it seems like the, the TV stations are starting to love showing Daniel Berger. Um, Hatton, I think, at plus 210 is probably the, my best bet to win this group, especially given that he's not the favorite. I was honestly surprised that he wasn't the favorite when we were kind of looking through this, so. I like Berger. I like his game. Um, I, I think that the way he hits the ball could potentially work at Austin Country Club. Um, you, whenever I talk about Daniel Berger, like I just can't not talk about the way that he plays golf because I think it is super unique to anybody on tour. Um, those low-cut screamers, uh, how he gets distance out of that golf shot, I will never know. But it is a superhuman skill and talent that he has to be able to play that on the PGA tour. Not many guys play that, that type of golf shot. And if Austin is firm and fast, like it is sometimes uh, that golf shots really going to help them. Um, so I'm going to go chalk in this group. I, I, I like Daniel Berger. I agree with you though, that it's a tough group. So if I'm going to pick chalk, probably not the best group to do it, but uh, heading into this season, you know, I would even argue that I'm, I'm more bullish on Daniel Berger than I am his FSU former teammate. Uh, Brooks Kepka, who we'll get to, um, who's in group 16. I think both of those guys, you think about group Brooks as the major winner, the the best, one of the best players on tour. Um, I think Berger, as far as right now, is is equal to, to Brooks as far as what you can expect on a week-to-week basis. All right, group 14, Joachim Neiman, Russell Henley, excuse me, plus 200 for, for Neiman, plus 225 for Henley. Maverick McNeely, who gets into the field, I believe he was the last player in the field this week, but he's not the last player uh, odds-wise in this group, plus 300 for Maverick. And Kevin Na, Kevin Na, a player that I really like, um, just had, I believe, a baby born in the last three or four weeks, hasn't played a lot of golf, um, comes in at plus 400. Kevin Na, one of the best putters on tour, which means to me, that's why I wanted him on the Ryder Cup team. Um, Yes, his tee ball probably didn't work, at Whistling Straits, and it proved to be a great selection, Scotty Scheffler, on the team. So uh, Kevin Knott, plus 400, he's a bit of a flyer for me in this group if, if you're looking at a, a big number that could potentially get you to, to the weekend. Yeah, I think I like Russell Henley at this group, plus 225. Uh, Neiman, another slow player that could drive you a little bit crazy if you're wanting to play flat. He's definitely not one of the fastest players on tour. Uh, but – I think, I mean, he has good match play experience. Like, he's had a lot of ties in this, and so he hasn't won the groups. But I think he, I mean, he's in decent form. Henley's in really good form. Uh, both, you know, strokes gained. They're both, you know, two of the advanced metric people that people don't win a lot of tournaments, but they love, you know, they, they put up good stats every week. Neiman especially, he's won a tournament. But, you know, he's especially up there in the strokes gained every week. So I think I think kind of comes down to that. I'm kind of taking Na out just based on that. Um, from a DFS point of view, I mean, I think Henley and Neiman will be have huge ownership this week, just based on their price. You know, seventy nine hundred for Henley, eighty six hundred for Neiman. So, I mean, I think I think I'm going to take Henley to advance out of this group, but I think Neiman, if he advances, he's the type of player who could win the entire tournament. That's I'm going to look if, if if Neiman wins the group, then I'm going to look to maybe take a bet on him in the round of sixteen, depending on the, what the matchup is. Sweet. I really like that breakdown. I can't figure this group out. I'm not taking the Kevin Knott plus 400 for what it's worth. Um, so this is my like my first uh, official, like, I don't think I can 
feel comfortable taking any of these guys. But I, but I like what you say about both Russell and, and Neiman. But who knows? Maverick could come in and and be excited to be at the event, last man in the field, and 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 play well. No, we've got two more groups to go, so let's fire through these, and then we'll we'll pick a winner. So if um, if any questions for us in the chat, uh, now's your time. Uh, Abe Answer plus two twenty five, Brian Harmon plus two sixty, Webb Simpson plus two sixty, and Bubba Watson plus three thirty three. This is a good group. This is a weird group. So Webb Simpson, Brian Harmon, Answer, all are in the top half of the metrics, the model, all playing decent golf recently. Um, you know they put up good metrics, and then you have Bubba who. Had the weirdest round at the Players' Championship. And when it was blowing 40 miles an hour, I think he, what, he shot three under, four under. And then he did, had a really bad Monday. So, I mean, that's all we've seen from Bubba is inconsistently lately. So I think that knocks him out of winning this group because you have to have, you know, you have to win probably two and a half matches, you know, at least to win a group. So I, I think I like Webb at plus 260 to win this group. Um, good match play, has lots of experience in match play. You know, Answer actually had really good at the President's Cup. He played really, really well. Uh, we saw some fire from him. So I think – and, and Harmon could win. I mean, I don't really want to bet in this group, but I, I'll take Webb just because we've been making bets for every group. Um, but I think this is a really strong group that has some really good competitors in it, and it'll be interesting to see how that kind of shakes out. Um, I am fading Bubba here. I just don't think he's going to put it together for three days, three straight days. Yeah, I, I agree with you on, on Bubba and – uh, my first read on this group was was Brian Harmon uh, at, at plus 260 as the play. And the reason why is because of wedge play and putting. And it, it being a short course, if he's able to, to get his ball in play off the tee and be in position A uh, for the first three days of this tournament against Anser, Simpson, and Bubba, then I think there's a good chance for him to stick it within 15 feet and, and make birdie putts. Uh, so, so I like Brian Harmon. And if we're going to talk match play and we're going to talk about Brian Harmon, I just have to tell, I think, one of the, the best stories from, from college golf, and that is in Ricky Fowler's um, last competitive round at Oklahoma State, he was up against Brian Harmon um, in a singles match play. Georgia versus Oklahoma State, and Rick was was playing really great golf, and he was down. Uh, he was up, excuse me, uh, on the back nine. I think he was two up, or maybe even three up, a couple holes in. And he, the story is that Rick was already on the next tee box. You know, when it comes to etiquette in golf, sometimes it rubs you the wrong way, but just like in college, when it's a match play, somebody's responsible for the flag stick. Somebody's not right. There's no caddies out there. And Rick kind of bailed on him. Harmon got pissed and went on this absolute tear. And Ricky walked off the 18th hole crying in his last competitive round because Brian Harmon, you know, got ticked off and took it to him. That's the type of player that Brian Harmon is in match play. And if you look uh, last year, Brian Harmon played Bubba Watson, Watson in this event, and he went on another tear. I think he made nine birdies in a row at one point, eight birdies in a row last year. So he loves this golf course. And um, I'm going to think about Brian Harmon as somebody that can potentially go the entire distance this week. Um, so with that, we have one more group. 
uh, group 16. And we had a, a question in the chat about Shane Lowry. So let's start there. Brian Z asked, what's your thoughts on Shane Lowry? Um, who was plus 220 in this group, along with Brooks Kepka, plus 210, Harold Varner, the third HV3, uh, another Charlotte guy, um, plus 320, and Eric Van Royen at plus 350. Um, Brian Z says, Shane, not a very good history at this match play tournament, but his recent form is strong. Yeah, he's on fire. Um, he's someone I've circled for the Masters um, to kind of go look at his odds and see where he's sitting. Could be a good early early bet in the Masters just before people start really looking at those odds week to week and getting into it. But I think um, out of this group, I think I like Brooks. I mean, the alpha dog is going to come eat at this one. He's going <laughs> to he's going to come. He's going to you know the the ego comes out in these events, and I think Brooks will win this group. I think HB three is interesting. He's been playing some good golf uh, lately. Another Charlotte guy, um, yep. but. I mean, Van Royen has he's, – he's sneaky, too, with the little joggers he wears. But I can't believe JT wore the joggers on Sunday at, uh, at Mouse Bar. But it's, I think it's interesting in this group is because if, if Brooks doesn't win, then it's, like, kind of wide open. And I don't think – I mean, this is a solid group top to bottom. Um, I think it's going to be a tough, tough draw for whoever comes out of this group just to – you know, they have to go against Rom's group. Um, if they when they advance, so I think I like Brooks to win this group. I don't like anyone from this group to go far in the tournament, though. That's fair. I, I think I agree. And even though I, I I do agree with the idea that that Kepka is the alpha dog in this group, I'm just a little bit concerned that when it comes to Brooks Kepka and what this tournament means to him, I'm not convinced that he's like ready to go and go play five days of golf. I think it ends up being seven rounds. If you win the tournament, like that's a, that's a tough ask. It's a grind over the next five days. And does Brooks really want it that bad? I don't know. You can count on Shane Lowry being out there, being in good spirits, enjoying his time on the golf course. So um, I, I really do like Shane Lowry to come out of this group at plus uh, two twenty. But no, that does it. That's all 16 groups, Andrew. That was fun, man. <laughs> that was that was fun. Uh, do we want to pick a uh, a winner uh, just for fun to see if we can maybe nail something down? It would be a Herculean effort to to get it right because it's we say how difficult it is to pick a stroke play event. It's probably 10 times more difficult to pick the winner today uh, for this seven round match play event. Um, here's a name. I'll just give out some names that I'll look bet if if they get into the, the bracket okay. because I think the bracket is really important because you'll know how players are playing in the match play if someone's having a really good week the putter's on fire all those things uh, Sergio um, play like the Webb Simpson group um, or the Brian Harmon group in the first the round of 16 um, I think Xander has a really good draw um, because you know I'm just looking at like the picks we made He's plus 150. I think that is the weakest group. I think he's one of the best players in the weakest group. And then he would play like the Alex Noren group, uh, which is group 10. Um, that has, I mean, Louis Oosthuizen's the favorite out of that group, or Paul Casey. So I like Alexander's chances. He's plus. He's 22 to one. Um, that's a pretty good number. It's the eighth highest odds, but that's a pretty good number right now on a player that has a decent draw. Um, and Tyrell Hatton. 33 to one, you 
know, he played group four, which is the Sunjay group, uh, Patrick Cantlay, uh, Keith Mitchell, Seamus Power. So I, I think Hatton has a really good chance here too. That would be my three, I guess, Sergio, Hatton, and Xander. If you want to go like, I, I, by the way, I like all that, right? And we proceeded this conversation with the, hey, this is really difficult, but we'll do our best to maybe identify some guys, right? I'm going to go into this and say like, the only, I'm looking at group betting. I'm looking at matchup betting round by round. Like that's where if you want to win money that you can, you can make a profit this week. But if you want to have fun, if you want to put a lottery ticket out there, um, 200 to one, that's Richard Bland. Why not? You know, we, if he can beat Bryson on that first day, all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, he needs to win one more time and has a decent chance at the weekend. Um, so 200 to one with Richard Bland, why the hell not? Um, and, uh, just somebody else. Uh, I mentioned Brian Harmy Harmon. I mentioned Tom Hoagie, uh, two guys that I, that I really like. Uh, I think Brian Harmon at 50 to one is a decent price and Tom Hoagie at 66 to one. If he can keep his, his good form going, I, I would just identify those three ones as, you know, I take that Richard Bland lottery ticket and maybe just pick one, one really good match play guy and someone who's playing hot golf. So you've got yourself a decent looking ticket that, is quite frankly less important than these group than this group betting than the the matchup betting. Uh, it's going to be a fun five days of golf at, at Austin Country Club. Any final words heading into the weekend? Yeah, I'm just running through the comments, make sure we get everyone. Uh, Stacy Y thoughts on Homa for the one and done pick. I think a good one because I don't think a lot of people are going to be taking Max here. I would go into Dennis Esser's column that's about to be posted in the next hour or so and ask Dennis what your thoughts are because he's more of a one and done specialist. Um, and then we just gave our tips. And then uh, are we doing a live preview for the Masters? Yes, Dennis and John will be doing a live preview for the Masters. So Absolutely. Awesome. And we're going to have a ton of content for the Masters. We'll have two or three times the normal amount of golf content that we do have in that week. Um, I think it's something we all look forward to every week. I'm lucky enough to go to the Masters this year. So I think it's just going to be an awesome – we're all looking forward to the Masters. I think it's, you know – there's nothing more on the sports calendar that we look forward to. So, We'll be back uh, doing live content for the Masters and for a bunch of golf tournaments this year, Andrew and I. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at John Hayes on air. You can follow Andrew uh, at Andrew R. DeWitt on Twitter. Hit us up with some questions there. Um, but in the meantime, enjoy the golf this weekend. Andrew, it's always a pleasure getting together with you. Um, and we will talk to you all soon. Uh, have a great day, final Tuesday, and we got golf for the next five days and a lot of it. So enjoy that and we'll talk to you soon.